Hello and welcome to the Center for Victory podcast of your best day yet. Here at Center for Victory, we're here to help unlock, reinforce, and enrich relationships through professional and personal development. My name is Zachary Del Turco. I'm an executive consultant here at Center for Victory. And today we have the one and only, the best-selling author <laughs> in Amazon, Eric Guy. Eric, thanks for being back. Yes, sir. And buddy. today we're going to be picking up on Chapter 6, The Language of Life. Right. Where did that come from? Um, the language of life really uh, come from or originated uh, just out of the fact that we really need to change kind of what we're we think about and what we talk about like to ourselves. So mm -hmm. I mean that was why it's so important in in this book is we talk about stories and talk about looking at those stories and then what it means to to really change that and change what we what we're actually saying to ourselves. Um, you know, the mind is very powerful and, and we've got to examine those stories. So those instructions that we have, uh, you know, that there's, uh, I think it's in the book, but uh, I often say that the instructions that you follow determine uh, the future that you create. Mm. And, and what I mean by that is going into those stories, many people want great things in life, but if you're stuck with a certain story, so if you want more like resources or better health or better relationships, but, you're, but you have a script that says you can't have them, mm -hmm. then you're stuck with that script. So you have to examine uh, what it is that you want and then start to speak that in, into your life. And, and I often say, watch your language. It doesn't mean swearing or anything like that. What it means is, what are you saying to yourself? Most people, uh, at least what research says, is most people spend about 80 to 85% of their day in negative self-talk. So if you could just change that around... Yeah. A little bit what would it actually mean uh, for you as a person to really be able to, to speak some truth into your life instead of all that negativity and the, and the reason we have to really go back and examine it um, is because you know most people get a mind full of bad instructions when they grow up mm -hmm. so um, you know that's that's kind of what I mean by that um, yeah, and I and I and I like it, like like you. I heard it said like this before, that your life will always move in the direction of your strongest thoughts. Mm -hmm. Speak on that a little bit. Yeah. So, um, you know, we always say thoughts become things. Yeah. So, what you think about, you bring about. Um, you know, in in this particular chapter, we discuss the reticular activating system, and here's the deal: every person. Uh, has a king and a fool inside them. Hmm. And then I always ask people, you know, what, which one do you talk to? And that's what it, why it's so important to understand. Um, and, and you and I have talked about it before, the reticular activating system. And this really ties back to, to question one that you asked. You know, what, what does it mean to, to follow those instructions? Mm -hmm. um, your your reti reticular activating system is your most unconscious part of you and it relies on the information that you give it so if you're in a constant state of fear doubt and worry that's all that you see that's most likely what shows up in your life yeah uh, to flip it on its head and to have new instructions and to have a different language in your life what you do is you feed that reticular activating system a different script and it starts acting and living out that script the problem is most people just stop short because those those old instructions are so 
burnt into their head that they try for a little bit, they try for a little bit, they say, oh, it's not working. Oh, it's not working. Oh, it's not working. Right when it's just about to work, you know, right when they're about to change the script and actually believe it, because that's the, you know, it's not just positive thinking. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, it's like, well, let's, let's positive think Positive self-talk right? and just... You, you, have to, you have to believe it down in your core emotionally, and that's what happens. There's these little things in, in your reticular activating system called RAS neurons that uh, when, when you have a lot of emotion around the thought, those RAS neurons get active, and what happens is they start to, to, to bounce up against one another, and what happens is your, your inner world becomes your outer world, mm. and um, you begin to see it, you begin to confess it, it becomes your truth. And this is why a lot of people uh, will get stuck in a certain, certain situation, might move out of that situation, but find themselves right back in it. So somebody that might have a bad relationship, mm-hmm. um, they leave it, and then all of a sudden, it just gets created with another person. Yeah. And they don't take time to examine the script that's there. It might be, well, I don't deserve a good person, or good people aren't around, or whatever it might be. Um, the bottom line is your success is going to be dis- decided on what voice you believe. So mm-hmm. either that king or that fool, which one you believe, and that you have to make that decision daily, right? And but you have to. It has to start with a different script. Yeah. It ha- you have to change the language that you use day in and day out. And if you don't do that, you're going to stay stuck. Yeah, and I remember you talked about this at a leadership conference about get off your ass, right? So you can go check that out it was very powerful for me because I never realized that I have a subconscious mm-hmm. like I never really put those two to two together until that talk it's like man I really gotta watch what I say but I also have to watch my thoughts as well I have to take those thoughts captive because if they don't yeah. align up with where I want to go then I'm gonna just keep on going around this mountain time and time again so give us some examples of how we can start to change um, and, and take a different look at ourselves. Okay. Um, I think just a couple things, you know, off the top of my head. Um, I always say, you know, and, and I didn't really, uh, this is not necessarily my quote. I'm sure somebody else has said it, but I say it often. You cannot overcome what you will not confront. Hmm. Um, and, and we'll get into more of this, and I think in our next podcast as well. Um, but if, if you're not willing to take a look at your life and the language that you use, most people, when, I, when you say this to them, right, they're like, okay, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. But some people just go, that's ridiculous. Right? You made that, like you made it up. Almost. Right. Like, yeah. I just like, oh, no, that's just not going to work. I just can't think happy thoughts. And I don't think badly of myself. And I want that, you know, whatever it is, a new car, relationship, kids. Some people like that, though. I've found that some people actually like living that way. Yeah. Well, it is so ingrained in our character. Um, I mean, think about it. I mean, we live in absolutely the richest country in the world. I mean, there's just so much abundance here. And we still act like we don't have anything. Even even the lower class, right? Yeah. Anywhere else, you know, economically lower class, anywhere else would be thriving. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying that, that, that there aren't some bad situations out there. Don't get me wrong with that. Um, 
but our mindset needs to be more of more towards abundance than mm-hmm. scarcity. When we live in that scarcity, you could have people that have lots and lots and lots of money. You, you see these people, um, you know, lottery winners are a good example. Of that. Yeah, they go yeah. right back to where they started if they don't change their mind. Uh, and that's why I said the mind is powerful. If you don't change that language around it, how can you win millions and millions and millions of dollars and then within three to five years find yourself right back where you started yeah. from? Yeah, so let's get practical. Mm-hmm. Let's just use me for an example. Mm-hmm. Let's say I necessarily didn't grow up in poverty, but I had a poverty mindset. Mm-hmm. How do I change a poverty mindset to prosperity or, or provision? You have to start convincing yourself that that's what you're all about. You yeah. have to. I mean, we're you know we're really born. I believe we're born into abundance. I think what what happens is we're conditioned into poverty, mm-hmm. but it's it's such it's so impressed in our mind, right? That by the time we have a realization of it, or somebody tells us we've had 15, 20, 25, sometimes forty or fifty years of inundation of that's the way we should live. Um, you know, I often say, uh, you know, you didn't believe you were dumb until somebody told you, <laughs> right? We go yeah. through school and it's like, uh, uh, well, we have to be good at everything. And then, then all of a sudden we're out in the real world and you look at people in positions of great power and it's like, well, they didn't do too well in school, a lot of them. And, and again, not knocking education, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, I'm just, I'm just emphasizing the fact that, like, sometimes these things are so subtle that you and I went through, you know, not the top of the class, mm-hmm. but we weren't good at everything, and there, therefore we learned in our head that what he said were necessarily dumb. We came to that conclusion and said, well, you're not good at that. You didn't get an A, so you must not be good enough. Mm-hmm. And so those become the yeah. instructions that we have to get out of and a lot of people get stuck in that. You know, they don't deserve. Uh, they they have something good that happens to them, so they they feel like they don't deserve it, mm-hmm. and and so they don't accept it, and then they never have that in their life. Um, you know, for me, I, I think growing up, I told my story that relationships were difficult, and that's how I acted. I never got too too close, and then uh, you know, all of a sudden, I wanted a relationship. I had to literally three by five card, like one of the first affirmations I, I, I printed down was relationships come easily and quickly. Hmm. And I was like, man, that's hard to, to, to really, <laughs> so I had to stick it up in front of me and just say it to myself day in and day out, day in and day out. And that was, that's one of the points wow. is if you're going to change your story, you have to know it takes time. Like yeah. you got inundated with instructions for how many years it's not just going to change overnight. It's not going to say, whoa, yeah, Zach, think positive thoughts. You're yeah. going, oh, okay, I'm fine now. Yeah. It doesn't happen like that. It takes time. It takes per, uh, patience. And it takes a lot of persistence. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just have to, to go after it time and time and time again. And uh, I, don't, oh, I don't want to get into it now because we're going to get into it in the next, uh, the next chapter. Uh, but you have to be willing to go... Uh, through some pain, through some tough stuff. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of times that's why people don't, get back to your question, um, why people want to stay where they're at is because uh, for them it's comfortable. Mm-hmm. And you have to be okay with being uncomfortable. Yeah. And as soon as you are, then you can change the script, change the instructions, 
and then your life literally will yeah. start to change. So kind of give us the, the, the highlight reels of, of this chapter. If we can boil it, boil it down to, to three to four things, what do you want your audience to hear out of this chapter? I think the big thing is it's, it's not your eyes that see, it's your brain that sees. And what I mean by that is going back to what we just said, you have to change the script. Mm -hmm. You have to get your mind to believe it first before your eyes are going to see yeah. it, whatever that is. Uh, number two, just accept what is. I always say, you know, try to find the good in everything, wherever you're at, whatever you're doing. Um, you know, think about good stuff. I know it's hard sometimes. I don't want to make this sound like it's all airy fairy pie in the sky. Yeah. You know, it's hard work. But if you can get to that place and see good in everything, it's it's easier because now you're programming your subconscious mm -hmm. to start looking for those things. Uh, know that the limits of your world. Uh, are the limits of your language. That's good. Again, change yeah. the real. I mean, if you want a different world, change change the language around it. Um, and increase the velocity. What I mean by that is increase your awareness around it like we talked about. Increase your alignment to it. So whatever it is, get in alignment. You said this, get in alignment yeah. to it. And then affirm it. You know, whether it is it was a three by five note card, whatever it might be. Uh, maybe it's some other person in your life that holds you accountable. Whatever it is, affirm it in your life, mm -hmm. right? Uh, and then uh, the last point I would say is stop thinking about what life should be and really start celebrating what life is. I mean, we are very blessed. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we, we most of us, in, in especially in this country, are extremely blessed. And I've been to other countries that... You know, they would say they're blessed. They might not have like a lot of material things, but they really celebrate life for what it is. It's great. It's fun. That's what it should be. But then when you start doing that again, it just, it really just changes, changes your mind. Yeah. And when I, when I read this chapter and we actually did a, a group study on it together, I think my biggest takeaway was to start to almost flip the script. This is where I'm at right now. Mm -hmm. Now it's time to write out where I want to be. Right. And every single day going back to that, saying, okay, I'm getting closer to where I know I can be. And number one is do that. Number two is to surround yourself with people who are already there. Absolutely. So some action things. I want you guys to think about this question. Uh, what's your assignment on earth? What is your assignment on earth? And I, I feel like eventually over time what happens is when you start to get the big picture and you start to dream a little bit, mm -hmm you start to change the way you think. Absolutely. And once you change the way you think, you'll change the way you talk. When you change the way you talk, you'll change the destiny of your life. Yeah. So thank you very much for watching and listening to the Center for Victory podcast of your best day yet. Make sure you like, comment. Uh, what was your biggest takeaway out of this? And we would love to get connected with you. You can follow us on all Instagram, social media, uh, you can also go to our website at centerforvictory.com and give us a call at 724-462-8383. And remember, wherever you're at, whatever you're doing, make this your best day yet. Take care.